Welcome to another episode of Team Anywhere, where CEOs, leaders, and experts at building teams, companies, organizations, and amazing cultures share how to lead from anywhere in the world. I'm your co-host on the East Coast, Judy Bianco Mathis. And I'm your co-host on the West Coast, Mitch Simon. And we invite you to join us to Team Anywhere. Today on the podcast, we have one of the best communications experts I've ever met. The best because his gift to the world is to strengthen your communication skills through easy tips that offer massive impact. Yvonne Juanes Ruiz, founder of the Public Speaking Lab, shares tip after tip after tip that will make you a better leader, team member, presenter, and facilitator. This is not about communications theory. In this podcast, you enter into the speaking lab where you'll learn at least 10 tactics that will have your team perform at their best from anywhere. Hello, and welcome to another amazing episode of Team Anywhere. I'm your co-host, Mitch Simon, on the West Coast, and God, is it beautiful today. And I have my lovely co-host in a different part of the East Coast, Dr. Ginny Bianco Mathis. And today on the podcast, we have Yvonne Juanes Ruiz, Senior Consultant at the Public Speaking Lab. Yvonne has been a major player in Canadian provincial government, as well as an entrepreneur, presenter, and teacher. So Yvonne, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. And uh, it, it was like music when you said my name, sir. You did that beautifully. It was yeah. absolutely perfect. Thank Bravo. you. Because if you, if you look at... We practiced name, for the audience. Right. We practiced. For sure. If you would look at Yvonne... Juanes Ruiz's name on a piece of paper, you're, you're, there's no way you're going to get it right. Okay. So, <laughs> so Yvonne, I like to make like difficult. <laughs> yes, you do. Yvonne has, has an incredible story. Uh, he's has incredible stories, but for, but for the beginning now, yeah. how has, how have the last two years been for you during this lovely, lovely, interesting time we're going through? Well, you know, it's, it's funny because like many people who listen to the podcast, like us here, the, in March of 2020, all my business went away. <laughs> it just disappeared. Mm -hmm. it was, and it was like for like the foreseeable future. At that point, we had yeah. no idea. Right. But I'm always glass half full. So that's when I decided to be like, you know what? I've wanted a, a couple of months to just do other projects. And so I spent the time and I created a, a bunch of online courses on like Udemy and Skillshare and everything like that. Wow. Yeah. I'll wait till the end and I'll tell you the link. Okay, <laughs> we will ask that. Keep the listening audience. But yeah, and then I decided to like, let's just do that and see what happens. And it was a blessing in disguise, really, because I did these courses. I learned how to use these systems. I created these kind of courses and they just live on their own now. That's always right. going to be there. And then out of nowhere, because of these courses, students from around the world be like, hey, Yvonne, listen are you available to do an, a virtual workshop live? And I was like, why? Yes, I am. <laughs> Actually, as I lie in bed at four in the afternoon, because I have nothing to do that day. I'm, I'm very available. I'm very available. And so what happened is it led to these great opportunities. So for example, after this, after this, I'm going to quote unquote, this is good for audio, making quoting sounds. Yes. I'm going to teach in Quebec, which is on the other side of the country for an hour. Right. And then, 
I've, I've taught in Argentina virtually. I've taught in India virtually. And these, this never would have happened yeah. without the quarantine. Yeah. Well, great. No, it's, uh, it's lovely. And for those of you who haven't guessed, um, Yvonne is, is in Canada. He's actually in, he's not in Quebec. He was in Quebec and he was in Toronto and now he's in Vancouver. And, uh, is it my accent? A, is it my accent? Is it giving me away? It's a little bit. It's a little bit. I mean, no, we did, have, on, really? we did have Sharon on the podcast and, and he has a wonderful, wonderful, he's got a big uh, accent. I remember. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So tell us, uh, yes. tell us a little bit about yourself. So what is the public speaking lab? So the concept the public public speaking lab is kind of the company I created because of the style in which I like to train and teach communication skills. So for example, most people will give you ideas. I always joke, LinkedIn is full of people telling you how to live your life. There's lots of ideas out there, but there's very little execution. There's very little, let's do this in the moment and see what happens. Like adding a little bit of this and a little bit of that into a vial and watching the bubbles. Like, Mentos and Coca-Cola. You do, it's an experiment. So don't try, Wait, don't try that at home, people. <laughs> you know what? Try it at home. Let's get here. Let's go. Okay, let's try try it I'm sorry. It's a lab. Dude, try it at home. Just be careful out there. So, you know, essentially, here's the thing. And this is the thing I always say. It is not harder to keep people engaged virtually. It's just that virtually I don't have to be polite. Because I'm just as bored. I'm just, as, I can be just as bored in a meeting. But if, we, listen, if we were, if we were, this is my phone. Okay. Right. If we were in a meeting in person and one of you were talking to me and I went like this. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm listening. I'm listening for sure. And, and that as, as super rude. So, so for those of us who are not seeing this podcast, <laughs> explain what you're doing there. I'm Yvonne. looking at my phone and like pretending that I'm looking at my phone. And if I did something like that, when I was talking to the two of you, that would be super rude. Yes. Right. But here's the truth. Probably everyone listening to this, if you're on your computer, you definitely are on your email. Or you're oh, on yeah. oh, I yeah. could put my phone and rest it on the laptop screen and no one would know. True. So I, I, des- I decided to, the, the idea of the public speaking lab is teaching tactics to see what happens in the moment, to see chemical reactions in the moment. So I will give people tactics to do virtually mm-hmm. and I'll watch the reactions. And then I note, and then I and then I put the mirror up and say, "You notice how I did this and this?" Okay, give us a tactic right now. Absolutely. So one of the things I like to do is, I will make I will bounce between my slides and me seventy percent me and thirty percent my slides. So I'm constantly jumping back and forth, and every time I do it, here's what you see. I'm going to look at the camera again. This is great audio, but you'll see. You know the the. The being professional tuned out, but actually looking at my email face, that kind of yeah. thing. You know? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. You will see people blink, sit up and go like, what just happened? Why did the visual change? Uh, right. Nice, nice. Okay, good. Because here's the thing. Presentations, ver- c- communication is not things you listen to and it's not things you read. It is things you watch. So I change the visual constantly, jumping back in. Simple strategy, back and forth between slides. I did it on a Teams thing once. And people at the end, they're like, how did you, how did you do what, what, what's the function that makes you jump back and forth? Uh-huh. And I'm like, the function is logging on an hour early and just sharing, not sharing, sharing, not sharing until you get really right. good at it. Yes. Uh, very nice. Very all nice. Right, all right. Marvelous. I'm going so, to give that a try. Super easy. Super so now, easy. So now I'm going to ask you another one. So as a, as a communication yeah. specialist, and I 
That's what you claim you are, a communication <laughs> specialist, correct? Wow, look at that. That's what you claim. Yeah. That's what you claim. Okay. No, well, you know, right. I should be well, able to back it up. I well, should be able to absolutely. Back it up. I yeah. mean, that's why I say, I mean, if you're if you have the the, the, the courage to say I'm a communication specialist, you gotta keep people's attention. So I'm gonna stop talking, I'm gonna shut up. Where do you see most teams struggling these days in this hybrid virtual world? Hmm. So the question is in regards to like when you're tutoring virtually, what are like the things that is driving everyone crazy? What's important? If I'm doing all the talking, how do I know anyone else is listening? The biggest thing I have noticed is people will say, I do, we do these like hour long meetings and we present all this information, but we have no idea if anyone retained any of it. And usually it's like, we'll have to d- repeat stuff over and over because, well, we covered that last week, but no one remembered it. <laughs> and, the, so true. and the reason is because everyone, while you were going talking McTalk Talk, everybody else was checking their email because they're like, why are we even here? This could have been, or just show me, give me the PowerPoint. Right. So how do you end that? How do you end that pain and suffering? And the simple, the simple, like, here's the thing. I want to change the world. Like I really want to, I want, my book is called End Boring for a reason. Cause I, cause I think there's too many good ideas lost to boredom. So how do you change it? Certainly we can't change the, every culture of meetings. It's just going to happen. People are going to have meetings. Let's have a meeting. If your superior is one of those meeting people, guess what? You'll never change it. You got to play the game. However, what if every 30 seconds or a minute you had to get people to do something? Mm-hmm. And let's just suppose for the sake of conversation, only you only have a chat. What if every 30 seconds or a minute I asked and did got you to do different things in the chat? And here's some tactics. Number one, I can make you all say yes or no. Do you agree? Disagree? Sure. But what if I had had everyone find and share a link in the chat? Or tell me what percentage of blank is this? Can you all report back real quick? Every time I do that, this is what happens. And again, beautiful audio, but you'll see people's faces go, they'll look over here and you'll see them like start searching and typing into Google and reporting back. And this is not just from my ideas. They're in the world of neuroscience. If you look and you watch brain activity, when we don't do something physically after about two minutes or three minutes, our brain goes into like, is it time to sleep mode? And even just me doing this, can everyone give me a winky face? And you're like, okay. Just right. looking at which one's winky again. That little moment of physical is enough to re-engage. Nice. And so the number one thing people need to do virtually is make sure that when you're talking, people are listening by getting them to do something really small, really easy every 30 seconds to a minute, if you can. I know oh, it's impossible is- sometimes, but every as much as possible. Wow. And, and let me just share, as an academic yeah. who... Um, has to, you know, every week they click in, we're t- management skills. Okay. Um, and yes, for sure. I know. I see them laughing. They're obviously watching a comedy show, you know, on their phone or something while we're, yeah, we're totally. doing it too. Um, it does mean, and this is where the leader comes in, I think, it does mean I have to learn new habits mm-hmm. and incorporate them constantly. So even just the three things you shared so far, if I just do that, right? And I've been doing some of them, but I haven't been doing them as frequently as you are saying, but with a little more uh, creativity, I certainly could. And may I throw one more tactic out real quick? You can throw seven, seven. We'll up for seven more. 
I'll give you one now, and then I'm not. Well, you. I'll make sure you keep count by the end. I'll have to give you seven. All right. But here's another simple little physical activity that always is a great reengagement, even when you have nothing to ask them. Sometimes get everyone to turn their cameras on. Sometimes get everyone to turn their cameras off. In my sessions, I'm like, okay, for this one, um, everyone cameras off so you can just see me. I know I can spotlight myself, but everyone, the physical act, okay, camera off. They're searching. <laughs> Boom. I'll talk for 10 minutes. All right, camera's back on. Great idea. There you go. Okay, that was worth the whole podcast. All right, so, uh, okay, so I've got, give me a winky sign. I've got cameras on, cameras off. What else you got for us, Yvonne? Jump back and forth between you and your slides. 70% Jump. you, 30% back your slides, roughly. Okay, that's three. That's three. If you're on Teams, here's another fun. This only works on Teams. But when you're sharing your PowerPoint on Teams and you're running the presentation, push the B button and the whole screen will go black. And then push it again and it'll pop up again. So sometimes you can do something like this. So what does all this mean? Push the B button. The screen goes blank. Everyone goes. If you, it's like, And then you keep talking. And it's like, so if we look at the second point, push B again and the screen pops up. Okay, I you know I knew about the B button in a in PowerPoint, but I did not know about the B button in Teams. That it is works. amazing. It doesn't it doesn't work when you're using Zoom and stuff like that, but on Teams right. it'll work for sure because I did it God. and people were like, oh, oh God. People right now B are button. opening up their PowerPoint. Be, I know it's like they're like, <laughs> does that really work in Teams? Wow, no, it uh, does work in PowerPoint when you're when you're when you're displaying a PowerPoint and when you're in the dis display mode, obviously, and you press B, it goes blank. Love that. Okay, and you I press W, four. it goes white. What's that? If you press W, it goes white. Okay. I think that I just blow your mind, Mitch. You just you're, blew, like, <laughs> you're like, you just blow my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so sometimes if you want to use the screen also as a projector, you can, instead of exiting out, you can just push W. There you go. Okay. It's, you know, it's I'm so great. all about tactics. I'm all no. about physical, simple acts that you can no, do. It's so great. That you can start getting better right away. Yeah, because you know, everyone on the podcast has been in this situation where they're either presenting live or they're presenting um, something to their team or their or their boss. Or God, I'm just I'm I'm fainting right now. I never knew about <laughs> W. Okay, give us some more. Give us some, some more, more, Yvonne. <laughs> Wait, ask me questions and I'll give you more. Okay. Let's all right. All right. So um, here's some more <laughs> questions. So you can inspire me. I'll give you tips based on stuff. Go ahead. All right. Um, what What are, from your experience, and, and I know you've been presenting all over the, the yeah. world. What What do you think is, um, is at the base of what a lot of people uh, are needing right now. We're like, what do they really need right now? And how can, um, how can, um, and, and, and for this, you know, for this podcast, it's called team anywhere. It's not called lead anywhere. What could team members do to really, um, address what people really need right now? Yeah. You know, I talk about this concept in, in one of my courses and I want to, I want to ask you all a question, both of you a question. Uh oh. What is, when you go to a conference or where you're in a meeting, What's the loudest part? Well, the ones that um, that I go to, I go to a Brendan Burchard concerts, and it's concerts because they offer free concerts. Is they, you know, they throw up the volume of the sound. Yeah. When um, when people start, then it gets quiet. Brendan speaks, and then Brendan will say, "Hey, everybody, why don't you talk to each other and work on this question?" And then it gets super loud again. You hit. You touched on it, Mitch. Right. 
the beginning when people are, and when people are talking to, to each other. So if you go to conference and stuff like that, the thing that we're missing virtually isn't information. It's the walking to the coffee station together. It's the going to the bathroom stuff together. Because think about it. They, the second people talk to each other, the whole room is awake. Mm-hmm. When, we're, when we're listening to the information, we're like, mm-hmm, yep. But the second it's, like, it's over, did you know, like, everyone's like, woo, okay, so who's going for it? You want to you, you get a coffee? Let's, and right away. So how do you replicate that virtually? How do you, I'm going to ask you a question then, Yvonne. How do you replicate, how do you, <laughs> I can't say that word. How do you rep? You, you asked the question again. So how do you replicate that virtually? How do you, you replicate yes. that going to the... And there's one strategy that I think is really important that leaders should encourage their teams to do. And if a team person wants to take this in, mm-hmm. is you need to create an environment for just the team that you are not a part of. In other words, you need to encourage your team to have a WhatsApp group that you don't belong to. That's just for like the, I'll give you one example. In a different life, I worked in pharmaceutical sales and we had two WhatsApp groups, one with us and our manager that we use once, like when, like it's basically just the manager sending us messages (laughs) and one that would never stop like message, message, constant, just a constant, like, and here's the thing. It wasn't work. We were just sharing memes and stuff. We were just messing around, right? Sometimes we would complain to each other. Mm Mm-hmm. And without that vent, your team starts really getting stagnating because they don't have that walking to the water cooler, let's go get a coffee together kind of stuff. They don't have those moments to vent and complain. So you should encourage your team to have a place where they can vent, complain, and have fun that you will never know about. You just have to give a team needs an outlet for non-professional communication. Because here's the truth. Like if you want, if you've had a hard day at the office or whatever, and excuse me, if you live with a significant other and they're like, how's your day? You're like, oh, I can't get into it because there's like three months of backstory here and I don't want to get, and that's why you say, fine. Well, you don't look fine. I'm fine. You don't look fine. And then your marriage breaks up. And then <laughs> come on, come on. And then before you, know, you get fired because you start showing to work. You Yvonne, get late. Yvonne's, Yvonne, you- is, Yvonne has had some personal issues that he's just right. dealing with very well right now. <laughs> Let's get back to some more questions. So back to more questions. Th- that was a fabulous um yeah, yeah that's you, need a non, you need a non-professional outlet for your team to right. communicate and vent. Right. I've got a question. Sure. What's happening is <laughs> it's been over a year and teams are growing. Mm-hmm. And for many, <clears throat> we have those, those um, teams where they used to be together. Yep. And here comes this new person and this new person has never been with this team physically. Mm-hmm. Um, how can you create team cohesion in a virtual environment when you're adding new team members and these team members haven't really met in person? And because we, I was uh, doing a class yesterday and this person really felt like, like I'm new on the team and, and I, I know I've got a lot of knowledge, but I'm afraid to share it. And I don't feel that comfortable because they, quote unquote, they know each other, but I don't know them. And how can yeah, you help, yeah, help both, both from the veterans and from the rookies on that team? Did you guys party a lot in high school? <laughs> I think Mitch did. Sometimes you go to these parties with like, from like, for example, I was dating a girl that went to a different high school. So I went to that high school party. I didn't know anybody. 
And that was really awkward. Or when you, yeah. you start, you start, you meet someone else's friends. If you meet all the friends all at once, it's very awkward. Yeah. yeah. But if you meet them one at a time, it's very easy. Okay. Mm. So one of the best ways to integrate new members, whether virtually or in person, is not meet the team, uh-huh. but set up one-on-ones with every person in the team. So okay. if you've got a team of five, and I'm telling you, because then all of a sudden, here's what happens. In the context of, let's say, Ginny and I meeting, we break the ice for the first time. We now have a little inside joke. I meet Mitch the second time. We break the ice. Oh, you met Jenny? Did she talk about this? Boom, boom. We have an inside joke. So then when I meet the three of you, pre-established relationships are already there versus me trying to figure out relationships with everyone. I love it. Oh my gosh. That's just a great idea. I know. You've just really sat back and analyzed. Yeah. How, like your question about when is it loudest? It's when everyone's talking to one another. So how do we replicate that? Or, or, and your question was a genius question, Mitch, and he had an answer. Because one of us here is a genius and it's it's, it's, it's not (laughs) on. Jenny. Jenny. But I'm sorry, listen. I can connect the dots. Yeah. Um, Um, We we should, Jenny, we we, another quick In the future, we need to, hey, hey, a guest, could you just be quiet for just a moment? So, (laughs) Jenny, we need to always record on Fridays because they're just more fun. Okay, Yvonne, you can go back to talking to us now. my the other reason I call you asked me this a callback to public speaking lab is if you look in chemistry, a lot of really interesting reactions are simple. Mm-hmm. Salt and water. Do you know what I'm saying? Baking soda and vinegar. Mm-hmm. They're always very simple, but they cause crazy reactions. Everything I do is about simple tactics. You know, one of my frustrations when I was when I was, you know, kind of delving into this world of communication and leadership and what have you was Everything, everyone tried to make something so complex. It's a 50-hour course. It's a seven-month program. Mm-hmm. It's, it's 12 weeks long for eight hours. Yeah. And, like, and, it's, and it's really just one person talking to a group of people for like eight hours and telling, telling you how to live your life. Mm-hmm. But any good, any good learning has to be simple so you can feel like you can apply it right away. That is exactly That's, you know, my, yeah. my yep. no. That's me talking trash about the entire... Leadership. Right. No. Well. No. I really, I really appreciate now why it's why you why you've called it a lab, um, and I and I, I could really see that were I to be in your lab, I, I could see a lot of um, just some basic things that just make sense. Mm-hmm. And and you're you say, oh yeah that's 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 right that's that you know meeting Thank someone one on one just Thank you. that makes that makes sense. And for the listening audience, I'm more than just a pretty face. Is what. <laughs> Just don't look, don't find me. Don't look me up. Don't look me up. Just trust me. Trust me. <laughs> he definitely has a face for radio. No, he's a, no, no, he no he's a good looking guy. He's like, wait, Jenny, we've been getting a lot of good looking guys on our we show. Have. This is weird. I know. I know. All right. Good. That makes, that makes one of us on the show. So as a, so as a team leader, another, going back to another serious question, yeah. um, as a team leader, um, a, another, uh, another struggle that a lot of team leaders have and team members have, I just, okay. I have to share this story. Okay. Go for it. Let's hear um, it. Well, here's my question and then I'm going to get into it. So, um, you know, it's, it's really that, you know, the team leader has the struggle that, um, everyone on his team is not really participating or everyone on her team is not really participating. 
The thing is, is that people on the team have a struggle because they want to hear from, you know, Mary and Bess and Juan and, and um, Bella and all these, yeah, all these things. Absolutely. We had a really good workshop this week where someone said, you know what? The reason uh, I'm struggling sharing my ideas is because I have an accent and I'm, and I'm translating in my head and I always think about my accent. The most ironic thing was this woman doesn't have an accent. She had an accent. But she's still self-conscious about she it. Still thought Aww. that she was wow. that she still had an accent, and yes. we said to her, yes. "Oh my gosh, if you would, if you were to share that with your team, you would make a major breakthrough." Mm-hmm. Anyways, I thought that that was like that was our best story of the week, and you heard it first here live oh. on TV. Can I add, uh, can I please, add a please? If she were to share that with a team with her team on an individual basis, it would be less stressful. Mm. Versus like, hi, everyone. I'd like to start this meeting off by telling you how self-conscious I am. Right. Yeah, I, yeah, versus right, being right. like, hey, do you got a quick second? Listen, for the meeting tomorrow, I just want you to know one of the reasons I haven't spoken up is because I'm conscious, self-conscious of my accent. But I'm going to try tomorrow. So please bear with me and watch the support. You'll get individual. Done. You know what? Uh, that is so good. <laughs> now, something I do um, along Ooh. the exact same yeah. lines is... <clears throat> When I'm doing any kind of workshop or when I'm teaching a course in graduate school, I everyone, you're on a team. <clears throat> and this is virtually. Yeah. And here's here are the members of your team, and you can mm-hmm. post that. And But they don't know what they have to do in this team. So I then sometimes say, well, listen, just break up in your team and uh, discuss the following three things. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes it has to do with the lesson, and sometimes it doesn't. So now you're getting that walking in the hall or yeah. going out for the break. Teams, always. And to your point, though, and yours, Mitch, about relating things and sharing with a smaller mm-hmm. group, I had them do an exercise where something in your life you're proud of, something in your life that caused you, that was a big challenge. And hey, hey, if team members, you've done this before because you've been in another one of my, choose something else. Well, and then talk about, what relationships did you see? There? Oh, we all went through moving to another country. We all are really embarrassed about X. <laughs> we all have, you know, our mothers are all the same, whatever. And so then with just four people, it gets to what you were saying. They come back, you know, and they don't feel lonely anymore. Mm-hmm. They, they're, they're more open now with the whole class, not just those four so it works in 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 the same way. Um, yeah, breakout rooms. Just a, so yeah, another venue. Yeah. All right, great. Can I, so, can I add, and I will answer that question. Can I add just a quick thing, Ginny? Going into breakout rooms is so effective. But the thing that you're doing that I'm not sure if you're even aware that you're doing it is that unless you have a deliverable that they have to present afterward, they'll, you, they won't engage. No. And 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 here's the thing: they can't know who's going to go. So when you say when we come back, I'm going to pick a few people. So oh, that no, no, no. Say, oh, what if it's me? So deliverables with uncertainty is a great way to engage. Totally. Bravo. Bravo. Totally. I think, I think like I'm done. Like I'm like, that is so good. That is so, so, because I thought I was good, Yvonne, but no, you're better. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. He's better. He's better. And that concludes this episode of daily affirmation for you. Thank you so much. Maybe that's why it's Friday and we're We're done. Yeah. yeah. I, I do have this question. Sure. Um, have you ever had 
the following situation where it's a leader, a leader who runs is, yep. is really now getting into, I have to build, I, I really have to connect with my team in different yep. ways. And, and he goes to you and says, help me out with this. Yeah. All right. Now I would say that's a continuous learning kind of person. He's heard of, or she, some of the things and really wants to get better. What about the leader who really needs you? <laughs> All right. The meetings are horrible. Someone recommends that. And, and here's my question. Mm-hmm. They're not really into this. You know, no, I'm just going to keep doing what I always do. Have you ever had to convince them? Have you ever had to bring them along? And then the light bulbs went on. Yeah. So in regards to like, how do you help people that don't think there's a problem? And what happens if they're in charge? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So this is, this is one of the things. And you asked me, how would you convince them? And when I was starting out, I remember I fell into this trap of I'd have like, I'd come in and try and teach a tactic and I'd have a very skeptical group of people, for example. And we'd go back and forth back. Well, what about this? What about this? And then one time I said, listen, before we get into this debate, can we just try it? And then you decide if it works. That's where tactics came from. And so what would happen is very quickly, I would say, let's just try it. Let's just have three yeah. people do it. Let's just bear with me. And then afterward, the, we, I, just, I just stopped having the debate because people could see it in action. Totally. So one of the best things that um, I, well, there's two things that I do. Number one, that's why you always have to make people do things. That's why it can't just be me trying to convince you about ideas. You have no. to give them a tactic and then you set the tactic. You try the tactic. And then the best part is if the tactics are really simple, mm-hmm. right? It becomes very difficult to say no. That's right. If I say, listen, you got to change the complete way you turn around. You have to do meetings differently. You're going to be like, uh, no, I'm not. Very good. Point. It says VP on my name tag. Yeah, you got but it. If you, right. But if you say, could you do this? Try seeing if you can get people to everyone to write in the chat every three minutes with something. They'll be like, oh, just try it once. It becomes impossible to say no. A small ask with a time constraint. Mm -hmm. Try this just once or before the end of the week. And then it becomes impossible almost to say no. Great. Love it. Thank you. Last question here um, on meetings. How can a leader make sure that everyone, how can the leader make sure that everyone feels like they have an opportunity to speak when they're in a virtual meeting. How does he, how does that leader, how does he or she um, yeah, make it feel comfortable and, and actually get everyone to open up and share? I'm going to share it. I think I mentioned that. Have you, have either of you ever heard of the hippo? No, tell us. Hippo, well, hippo. I mean, we, I met the San Diego zoo yesterday. So yeah, I know that. Let, hippo. Me, let me give you three strategies. Okay? <clears throat> None of which are mine. These are ideas that I try to put into execution. Okay. Okay. Everyone regurgitates everyone else's ideas, right? But no one can actually make it a tactic. So let me give you a tactic. The concept of the hippo is the highest paid person's opinion. <laughs> so when you are in a meeting, what, at the end of the meeting, the ideas always go to the hippo's ideas. Yes, it does. Basically every, so every meeting is useless because you already know what the decision is going to be. How do you combat this? And it's a very simple thing that no one does. The hippo always speaks last. Don't introduce, don't say anything. Don't speak until you're the last person to speak. Because most leaders will start meetings saying, hey, we're here to do this. I want to decide whether we should do this. Here's what I'm thinking, da, da, da. What do you all think? And then there's dead silence. 
because yeah. no one wants to be like, I have the opposite idea. I think you're wrong. However, if you go around the room and let everyone talk, and then in the last five minutes, then you can speak. You will actually get opinions and feedback and interesting ideas. Something, and that's that's a concept of the hippo that's I heard from, I um, was listening on The Economist, and they talked about the hippo. Mm-hmm. There's a book called How Google Works. And okay. it was basically a book about how Google spent, you know, millions of dollars tried to identify the perfect team. Yes. And, you know, they did like all the smart people. It was very, it was like, it was very uh, brave new world. They put all the smart people in and they all just argue. They put all the worst performers in and they didn't do anything. There was no relationship. And what they found, unless you benchmark Saturday Night Live and Lauren Michaels, because what they found is most important is an agreed set upon of rules. So, for example, Lauren Michaels established that every single person at the table has to speak. He would speak last. He would never say anything. He'd be like, uh, John, what do you think about this? Okay. Uh, Sarah, I see you were reacting a little bit. Tell us what you're thinking. And if they would say, it's okay, it's no big deal. No, no, it's, a, it's totally fine, please. And he would just wait. And over time, that everyone knew that they would all have to speak, and it created the environment of speaking. Right. So speak last, make sure everyone, like literally go around the room and establish the rules. But the best way that as a leader, start, have one meeting to say, I want to establish the rules of our meetings from now on. Yes. The fir- I'm, only going to inc- I'm only going to insist on one rule. And that is that I speak last. That's it. That's great. I'm not going to introduce it. anything. I just, and that's how you can get the meetings to be a bit more dynamic and get everyone to open up. Great. So we have, I think, a last question here for you, Yvonne. (laughs) You started a dance academy? What? (laughs) I'm coming. What's that about? You know what? Yeah. (laughs) So I've had, I I say that I juggle careers. Do you know what I mean? I say I juggle careers. And so I, I was in finance. I was in sales. I was in HR. Um, I worked for the nonprofit sector. I, do, I wasn't good at any of it. I was, I, I just didn't enjoy any of it. You I know, hope I you're good at this one. You're yeah. good at the no. lab, right? You're I good at the so. lab. I hope so. All right. Cool. I hope so. <laughs> I am available for private bookings. If anyone wants. <laughs> just, saying, just saying. So what happened was I was doing these jobs and I was miserable, but I had all this money, but I had no friends and nothing to do. And so I started taking dance classes and I fell in love with like salsa dancing and Latin dancing. So I started doing it. And then, I mean, like, I, and I don't mean like once a week classes. I mean, I was like, I was at work on YouTube watching salsa moves. Like that was like, I was, it was like, my, it was like, where will I dance? In the, hey, what are you doing? Do you want to, do you want to practice? Do you wanna, like, <laughs> train? Like I was into it. Um, and so after a little while, I actually had someone say, hey, do you want to come and be like a teacher at my studio? Wow. It's on my style. And so I did it. And I developed this kind of side hustle of teaching dancing which allowed me the flexibility because I've always, I've for like 10, 15 years, I've now always had the side hustle of dancing as a fallback, as a place for a little bit of income. And funny thing, you know, when you say communication, that's where you got to back it up. I test out so many of these ideas in the real world without anyone knowing in my classes. Mm-hmm. Like, how am I going to, Oh, everyone's really bored. How am I going to get them energized? You know what I mean? How am I going to do people's attention? How, at all the tactics, and not just then, I have a standing challenge, and this has gotten me a job. This has literally gotten me a job where I say, give me a mic in a group right now. And I, I'll literally just give me a group. What, what, what's your organization? Give me five minutes to learn your organization. Tell me what to talk about, and I'll train people right now. 
And it's actually, and someone, and I've had two people challenge me on it and they've both, and it's lifelong clients now. Yeah. I love that. And, you know, that's, yeah. yeah, that's. Yeah. And so the well, dance yeah. thing is just something I do. And by the way, um, there's been a few occasions now, funny enough, where I have like a client in finance and a client in engineering. They found out I dance and they're like, do you want to do a dance team building session? Uh-huh. And I've started yeah. doing that. Yeah. Oh, that, those are good. No, those are Smart. wonderful. I'm yeah. going to compliment you here. <laughs> you are. Good. Yes. What on his do? looks again? Are you going yeah. to go to his cool looks again? Yeah, again. See you in Florida, Ginny. I'm coming. All right, Yvonne. What you have a natural skill in doing, just as you were telling us these different hacks, these different tools and techniques, you zero in on something in our brains that we can immediately relate to. I have the opposite problem. I'll talk too much, blah, blah, and then I'll finally get to the meat, you know, and I'm working on it. But you'll just say, all right, talk last. And then you'll go through the explanation. That's just one of many examples. Um, and I think that's what makes you uh, rich on many levels in uh, working with you. That's just been great. Thanks. Oh, my God. That's so sweet of you. to say. Thank you, Jenny. And I appreciate that because I have literally, you know, I literally say this in my workshops is like, I'm not, I'm not here to teach you the rules. I'm here to teach you tools. Mm-hmm. And if there's not, if, and if you can't apply a tool right away, if you have to take a six months course to, <laughs> learn how to, to learn how to use a screwdriver, then the screwdriver is a useless tool. Exactly. Right. But you can look at a screwdriver and just right away start using it. That's what I try and make my key learnings to be. So thank you. It. Cause I appreciate that. Cause I work really hard on it. So thank you. Yep. Yeah, you're doing a good job. All right. How yeah. can, how can our audience reach you? Oh, certainly. So I've made it easy publicspeakinglab.com slash connect. And it has everything on it. It's basically like my version of Linktree, but it's just on my website, publicspeakinglab.com slash connect. Right away, you'll see my new book and boring available at fine Amazon locations everywhere. Um, okay. Uh, give us just, just give us um, uh, <laughs> a few moments and boring. What is that about? Obviously yeah. about ending, ending boring, but tell us about more about the book. So Essentially, the book is a compilation of all the tactics I've collected in terms of how to be a better speaker and communicator in a, in like a reference guide. Forget wow. like read from start to finish. It's more like I need to make an opening. How do I make an opening? Here's three ways to do an opening and then a bunch of examples. How do you do a key? How do you like summarize? How do you transition? Boom. Look at the transition chapter. Here's three ways to transition. So it's basically a ta- it's called and boring a tactical approach to public speaking. Because it's all just tactics to become a better speaker. And I decided to make the book. Funny enough, because I was talking to a friend. I'm like, I want to make this book. And they're like, what's it about? I'm like, I'm just sick and tired of being bored all the time. I hate go. I, I cannot sit through another meeting. Going and learning communication and being bored at your communication sessions. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. That's bad. Getting worked That's, up yeah. now. I'm sweating a bit. That's why I wear black. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I was like, well, Good why morning. don't you call, make a book about ending boring? And I was like. Yeah. Right, 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 yeah. right. That then, person did the same thing that I complimented you on. Yeah. Great. Right? This is, they just are, well, yeah. Yvonne, this has definitely not been boring. Uh, <laughs> I think we definitely hit our seven tactics at plus. It's like seven plus. Yeah. I do think that uh Ginny, I think our questioning for for the going forward is we need to we need to ask everyone about their side hustle because I think their side hustles are pretty darn interesting. They keep, they, and notice yeah. they keep coming out now. Oh, I know. Os- <laughs> Oscar's Oscar's side hustle was he's 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 in a rock band, you know? Right. right. It's just really crazy. 
So can I, I, can I actually, can I leave? I know. Sorry, Mitch. I want to interrupt with one last thing. Absolutely. You may have noticed in the bio I sent you, I didn't really send you a bio said, here's some fun facts. And the reason I, because most of the time with bios, everyone waits patiently for the bio to be over before they start listening. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're going to meet. They've done. And you're like, mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in the email, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what I found is when I get these introductions, the only part people would react to was, um, was and he can teach you how to dance salsa. But I, I want you to imagine a room of like uh, maybe like 200 MBAs. And I was like, mm-hmm. And then, and you can teach your dance. Hey, and like, hey, I, I, know. And I was like, that's True. what you care about. That's what you care about. That's it. That's so it. instead of bios, um, have people give you five, three, four, five fun facts and make the last fact something that w- that, that has nothing to do with their profession. Right. Love it. I love that. Yeah. No, I do that with, you know, Mitch, he's like, blah, 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 has his degrees and he does stand up comedy. Like what? Yeah. Cool. Yes. All right. Well, I want to thank you, Yvonne, uh, coming to uh, us you. on great. the West Coast of Canada. And I want to thank Ginny, Dr. Ginny Bianco Mathis coming to us from the East Coast in Florida today. And I'm the, the other part of the triangle here in San Diego. It's been so much fun. And uh, have a great uh, rest of the day, everybody. To our listeners, hope you've enjoyed. This has been a ton of fun. Please share this podcast with your friends and your colleagues and give us a rating about how great we're doing because that really helps other people get to the podcast and know that they're going to have a lot of fun here too. Yvonne, have a great day. Ginny, have Thank a great you one. Matt, you're doing a great thing here, by the way. You're doing a great thing here, by the way. I had a lot of fun. Thank Thanks. you so much. Thank you so much, Yvonne. Hopefully we'll get you back soon and we'll see you all next time on our next episode of Team Anywhere.